0: My friends, this Gospel passage begins, we hear that some Greeks who had come to worship at the Passover feast, uh, they wanted to see Jesus. And so they go to Philip, and then Philip goes to Andrew. Uh, So these Greeks that want to see Jesus were already in Holy Week, were already in Jerusalem. The whole stage is already set uh, where this reading is taking place um, for what's about to occur. And the Greeks want to see Jesus. And it seems like the whole thing is totally out of proportion, that there's some people from Greece who want to see the Lord, and so they go to Philip and Andrew, the two apostles with Greek names. Uh, They go, well, first to Philip, and then Philip goes to Andrew. But the Greeks are from what's considered the center of the civilized world at the time. They're from Greece. They're probably from Athens. They're from the center of the civilized world, and here they are in Jerusalem, not that prominent of a city, uh, important religiously, but not that prominent. And they want to see Jesus, who primarily preaches in Galilee, a little backwater part of the Holy Land. Um, And so, what's the reaction? The Greeks. The Greeks want to see the Lord because the gospel is spreading. This is spreading. It's going out. And so they go to one of the disciples, Philip, someone who's like them, someone who would have been uh, welcoming to them just because of his name and the fact he's from Bethsaida, so he probably had some degree of Greek blood uh, of origin. Sir, we want to see Jesus. We want to see Jesus. So Philip goes and tells Andrew, this is exciting. People from the center of the known world, they want to see Jesus. This is great. Andrew and Philip, they go together. Let's tell Jesus. Let's tell him this good news. We had our parish meetings uh, last Sunday and Monday, talking about those people who maybe want to see Jesus, don't quite know it yet. Uh, All of our students over at Central Connecticut State University, 11,880 of them, want to see Jesus. Sir, madam, we want to see Jesus. This is great news. Let's tell our Lord. There are those who are thirsting for his message. And so we, as the parish of St. Francis, let's tell him. Let's bring them to that. Let's bring these people to Jesus. That's our job. That's who we are. Let's bring them to Jesus. Sir, madam, Mr., Mrs., I want to see Jesus. I'm a young college student. Not really sure what the future is going to hold for me. Not really sure where religion plays into the whole thing. I want to see Jesus. Praise God. Let's go tell him. Then the Lord says, this is the hour for the Son of Man to be glorified. This is it. More people are coming. The gospel is reaching out just past the Jewish community, and now it's spreading to the Gentile nations. It's spreading to the entire world. Now the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. But guess what? It's not all easy. It's not all uh, a pretty picture. One of my favorite lines in the entire scripture. Amen. Amen, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. In the Greek, it's more properly translated, it remains alone. It remains alone. There's a death that has to occur for this upbuilding of the kingdom. There's a death that occurs in the grain of wheat, that it falls to the ground and dies and produces abundant fruit. If it doesn't do that, it remains alone. In our parish, the reality is there is a type of death that will occur with regard to some of our traditional practices, some of our traditional structures, uh, need to fall to the ground. And we may need to let them go. We may need to sacrifice them. Why? Because if not, then we, those of us who are here tonight, are going to remain relatively alone. Alone. The empty pews are going to stay empty. Those of us who pass on from this life, it's going to get even emptier. Those of us who move away, it's going to get even emptier. But, but our Lord promises, but if it dies, if that grain of wheat makes that sacrifice and dies, it produces abundant fruit. And the Lord makes that same promise to our parish in a real way, in a spiritual way. If we, if we are willing to undergo that process, even if at times in the next coming months it's going to be difficult or painful, if we are willing to undergo that process, the abundant fruit that will be born is incredible. The little gospel that Jesus preached, he had his twelve apostles. They all abandoned him on Holy Friday, on Good Friday. All of them except John, who abandoned, but then came back, and Mary, uh, and Mary Magdalene at the cross. They all abandoned them. And that gospel somehow overthrew an entire pagan world in a matter of 50 years or so, 300 years until Rome officially converted, but the gospel spreading through the entire world, converting nations that had been pagan since their inception, it bore abundant fruit. It bore abundant fruit. Our parish, too, can bear that abundant fruit. The fact that maybe coming to Masses at St. Francis in the future, you're not going to be able to find a seat so easily. I mean, God willing, there could be standing room only at many of our Masses. How incredible that could be if we undergo that process. I say to you, unless a grain of wheat fall to the ground dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces abundant fruit. This is the hour. This is the hour. Father, glorify your name in our parish. As Jesus said, Father, glorify your name. Glorify your name. And then the Father speaks to us here at St. Francis. I have glorified it. And I will glorify it again. Right here. The name of the Father will be glorified at 1755 Stanley Street. The name of the Father will be glorified in our parish. And so what do we do? Well, our Lord says, whoever would serve me in this mission, whoever would serve me, what do you have to do? Go out and get a lot of people. No. Get a great YouTube channel, put up some nice signs, get on the social media. No. Whoever serves me must follow me, must be my disciple." And so we, tonight as a parish, rededicate ourselves to following Jesus Christ. That's the first thing we do. I follow Jesus Christ. I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. Someone points me and says, hey, what are you? Who are you? Well, I'm Father Casey. I'm a priest. I went to school in Rome. No, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. My most fundamental idea- identity. Even today, I'm Irish. No, more important than that, even today, I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I follow Jesus Christ. Whoever serves me must follow me. Father, glorify your name. Glorify your name here in our parish. Glorify your name here to our grain of wheat fall into the ground going through a process of death, will bear abundant fruit, and many more souls may come to know, follow, and love our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.